in the time warp. Ooh, Ooh spooky. Everything is spooky. <laughs> For people who don't like spooky season, we make everything spooky. We make, we, it's spooky year. We're, we're not like those like dilettantes that only think like, you know, October is spooky season. Um, whatever the fuck month this is, is also spooky season. We had to have a fully eight minute conversation to figure out what even day this was coming out on. <laughs> and I, I will say this, even though we all were looking at calendars, talking it through, I'm not a hundred percent convinced we have it correct, but I'll just stab in the dark. Happy Valentine's day. <laughs> I was going to say, don't you feel the love in the air? <laughs> Don't you feel the amateur date night energy swirling around? Uh, I guess that's true. I guess like the actual worst restaurant day yeah. of the entire year. It's so the what are, Super what are your Bowl hobbies? for people who Yeah. <laughs> for people who met recently. <laughs> that's cool. I love reading too. Did we ever talk about I don't know why it's not such a big thing, but like in my probably early 20, like literally like 23, 24, I was dating someone and we like went to a, like, I think for me at the time, very fancy Brooklyn restaurant, but it probably was not that great or fancy in retrospect. Um, but you know, it was that classic, like everyone here doesn't know how to like behave at a restaurant kind of Valentine's day thing. And mm -hmm. the table next to us, Somehow managed to spill, I think, like, I mean, I guess two glasses had been poured out of it, but the rest of a bottle of red wine on my date. <laughs> no! Oh my like, the full bottle fell over and, ba or, oh, it must have been a carafe, because the volume and the, it wasn't just like, a, oh, no, you pick it up. It was like an entire bottle of red wine. <laughs> oh, my <Damn>. gosh. <laughs> it was pretty Damn. awesome. What'd it was you honestly do? fine. I think... You know, it was a lot of like my bads and like here's some napkins and like You didn't kick some butt. Hey man. Uh, hey bro. That's my date. Did you grab someone by their shirt collar? That's that's my fucking girl. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen anyone grabbed by their shirt collar except for in a in a film. Well, it was also like very like the two of us men boys. Mm -hmm. It uh -huh. was like, as far as wearing shirt collars, like very clearly the only day of the year besides maybe like Christmas morning that we were wearing shirts with collar. Actually, that's not true. Sure. I think there's a mm -hmm. there's a chance the other fellow maybe wears wears a shirt with a collar every Sunday morning and then never again. <laughs> but also, though, OK, go ahead. It was just really like, yeah, very like if if you grabbed if either of us had grabbed either of the other one by the shirt collar. The other, the underlying thing would be like, "Hey, that's my shirt, man! Like, please be careful with my my one shirt." Mm -hmm. Yeah, Easter's coming up. I gotta wear this soon. <laughs> Don't rip my I shirt. I wear this to church for, for St. Patrick's Day. I'm guessing. Um, but that was also, if I'm just doing the math right, when you were 24, that was in the prime heyday of business wear at the club, and I mean that for men and women. That's there was true. a lot of like soft business casual, but that were mini skirts. And for yeah. guys, just like GQ menswear dudes, but doing bottle service. Yeah. Why yeah. did we all dress for the job we wanted 
to go to the club. Well, of course, after 9-11, we, we uh, all, of course, of we course. All, America really just got more got down to business. <laughs> the, the business of 9-11 being over. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Welcome to the show, Yo, is this racist? This is the show where we eventually listen to your voicemails about racism. I'm one of your hosts, Tony Newsom. That's the other one of your hosts, Andrew T. We got our producer, Kevin Bartelt. Oh, post nine eleven. I really, I really loved, club. Well, because I also lived in New York. I did not go to the club, but I eat every club. Like, because that was also the era of, like, you know, Brooklyn dickheads w- dressing like the white stripes. So it's like bright red shirt and black ties or vice versa kind of deal. Sure, sure, sure. We just look, all agreed to look like Nazis in, in the mm, 2000s. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> And that was like the co-opting, co-opting of the mod aesthetic by like white supremacists that was unfortunate. It was unfortunate for my punk brethren who had already co-opted that aesthetic, but for more pure reasons. Did we ever talk about how that was, to the to extent there was like a real genesis of a, a Yosis racist, that was the era? I think, I wonder, I feel like I've maybe told this story on the podcast before. I don't know. Well, because no, I was with a bunch of like punk kids and uh, white punk kids. That's on me. And we were at this bar in uh, the Lower East Side or maybe the East Village called, I want to say Odessa, which already off to a bad start. And a bunch of skin skinheads walked in and I was like, Sounds like guys? you were in their house, Andrew. Well, there was a little bit of that. But I was like, I don't. I get a bad feeling from those guys. And one of my, um, you know, punk white lady friends was like, you can't just assume they're racist because they have shaved heads, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, (laughs) within two seconds, they had broken a bottle over, like, a Latino uh, person's head and started a fight. And then I was like, they have, like, fucking Iron Cross tattoos. Those were Nazis. I was right. You don't know what the fuck you're talking Oh, Thus, ah. yes, this racist was born. Ah. Thus, the wow. like, oh, I don't know shit, but I know more than these people uh, mm-hmm. idea of uh, about racism was born. And look at us now. Thank you, skinheads. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Nazi punks. Thank you, Nazi punks. Don't fuck off. <laughs> Tony, no. Tony, no. No, no. We're, all, we're only here because of them. Oh my God! It's true. <laughs> That's the 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 dark secret. What would we do without racists? I don't know. You could oh, find yeah. out on our premium show, Yo Can We Live? The wow, show that was where smooth. where it's this same dynamic, except we're trying not to talk about racism or racist or shit that bothers us as much. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Here's a little secret. If any of you were thinking like, oh, I don't need to tune into that other show. Like, I I get all of it here. Plus, like, I like the racism. There is still racism on the other yeah. show. And we why are you liking it. racism? That's on yeah, you. Yeah, the people that have like a fetish for like learning and being better or whatever. Sub-optimal. You're still gonna get some of that over there. Pods.com. Somehopfulpods.com. It's like if your roommate wrote a self help book. <laughs> Wait, oh, we're in the perfect point in the time warp where I'm going to say this now to create accountability. Yo Can We Live is our premium show, but also we have the suboptimal oh bundle You're doing where it. 
we will be putting I, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out a little bit and say we're gonna be putting we'll have already put something cool into it by the time this comes out. Just do it. Lock us in. Make us have to do it. He's doing it like this because we have to record this this thing that we're teasing right now. We have to record it today. And this will force us to record it today. I mean, we could always have Kevin cut this part out of the out of the thing, but just say it and lock us in. Oh my god. You know, you know why I'm also hedging is cuz I don't remember which is the first word of the Yes, okay. Oh, wow. I Okay, here's here's what I'll tell you. We're going to be doing a watch along of the uh, Tawny Newsome uh, Strange New Worlds episode of the Star Trek Strange New Worlds, <laughs> season two, episode seven, the crossover episode with Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds. Here's why I was uh, furiously Googling and trying to filibuster. Here, here was my train of thought. Is the episode called Some Old Scientists <laughs> or These Old Scientists? Neither. And I am shocked to learn that there was a third option that I did not consider. It's called Those Old Scientists. Do you know why it's not some old scientists? No. Because the whole point is it's a meta joke on the acronym TOS, TOS. which is what the fandom calls the original series. And it's a joke from Lower Decks where one of our characters says, oh yeah, the TOS era, because that's how the fandom talks about it. But in universe, that doesn't make sense. So somebody else goes, whoa, TOS, what is that? He's like, you know, Bones and Scotty, those old scientists. That's what I call them. Huh. So it's. A, I have seen. I like must have seen that joke, but no, it was not in my head. Well, there's no reason for it to stay in your head. There's a lot of. There's a lot of info. There's a lot of Trek info. So okay, that that's what we're doing. We're doing a watch along, which means if you've seen the episode, hopefully this will be delightful as Andrew and I sit and talk over it and give behind the scenes tidbits. I've done so much press about that. Thing. I don't know that there are any more tidbits that I haven't said ad, ad nauseum, but I bet there's shit that I haven't said because I didn't want to get in trouble. So that's why oh. this is going behind the paywall. So if you well, want to hear that, well, there's also there's also me, the complete innocent, uh, asking you questions, which I think will be illuminating. Yeah. I will say this: I feel like, and I was on either a little bit of drugs or some booze, but. When you and I watched the uh, musical episode of Strange New Worlds, I do feel like I oh, said right. I had some top 10 <laughs> life comments. <laughs> you that really we will, did. We will not be talking about anytime top soon. 10. It's also very insane that the only episodes you've seen of that series are <laughs> Those Old Scientists and The Musical. <laughs> <laughs> Also making it one of the five musicals you've seen in your life. Oh my God. There's, there's so many like, like the intersection of what I've seen. But yeah, we've talked about this and this is just us because again, we're in the time warps. We have no news. So the only news we're going to talk about is Andrew's Star Trek knowledge news. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Um, which is like, I mean, look, this is, this is uh, without like getting turned back into old showbiz labor you know, market or showbiz labor, Andrew, from 2023. Mm -hmm. That was what syndication did. It's like, I have probably at least been in the room when literally every episode of Next Generation and many episodes of Deep Space Nine were on. I just didn't really realize how mm -hmm. much of it I'd seen. It's only becoming friends with Tawny while she'll bring something up. And it's like, oh, I've seen that. I know. That's, yeah, that's why our group chat is like, when did this turn into a fucking Star Trek group chat? It's your fault. And I'm like, it's not really my fault, because if I had no one else 
to talk yeah. with. I wouldn't just be talking into the void. But it's the fact that Andrew also chimes in with like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I remember that. I know that Ferengi rule of acquisition. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> I, what? I do, I, do, I do love. Listen, I'm just going to put this out into the universe. Not an actor ever. And I probably don't really have the patience for prosthetics. But I, I'm just like going to manifest one day I would like to be a background actor playing a Ferengi. <laughs> Um, you really don't want to sit for that long, but trust me, if you say this, I will, I will put you in an episode. I just love Ferengis, I think. I think that's, that's my, 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 I don't know why they're just my favorite little, little it's a great word too. Yeah. It's a pretty good word. Top tier word. Yeah. We probably, you know, let's, let's not delve into too much about any of the symbolism, but just love them. Just nope. love those little guys. And it's all guys on the TV, pretty much. Not all. Not exclusively, but mostly. Anyway. Um. All right. So, yeah. End of promo. If you want to hear us talking about those old scientists, that'll be in the bundle. If you subscribe at suboptimalpods.com, subscribe to the bundle. There's a bunch of fun stuff in there, and it's a fun, direct way to support us. So consider going over and doing that. You can also do it for, like, there's, like, a three-month option. You can subscribe for, like, three months, listen to a bunch of shit, and then cancel it if you want. So, Go yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Do that. Shall we do mm-hmm. what this show does and listen to at least one voicemail, then take a break, or we want to take a break first? Oh, huh. We've successfully filibustered up to break time. Huh. I have a pitch. Yeah. What if we take a break and do two voicemails and see how quick we go through them? Hell yeah. And then maybe do a third. Hell Happy yeah. Valentine's Day, everyone. Make sure, are you, is anyone listening to this on their Valentine's date? Let us know. Is anyone holding a gas station teddy bear? What's the, what's the, I, you're, I feel like neither of you are particularly Valentine's people. Is that right or wrong? It, right for me. I'm not like uh, counting down the days. Yeah. I, I really do think it's like a, I said with as little uh, bitterness and shade as I can possibly muster, given who I am, I think it's a thing for new couples. I was yeah. going to say the same. Yeah. yeah. First three years, huge day. <laughs> yeah. I do. You know what I do love? And I guess this is like um, available for at anyone. I do love the like some of the more fucked up. Uh, chocolates in a mixed box of chocolates. Although, the, you know, I know it's Forrest Gump, et cetera. But I, I love like all the weird, like coconutty dark chocolate ones that people kind of hate. You know what I hate mm-hmm. is dark chocolate, but filled with a lemon. Get the fuck Ooh, out of here. That sounds lemon good to me. Lemon inside dark, no. I can't, hmm, hmm. You got to decide if you're citrus or dark chocolate. You got to pick. Damn, all right, call in folks. <laughs> all right, let's take a break. <laughs> back from break first voicemail i am an asian american woman living in san francisco and i'm trying to decolonize my pussy Uh, (laughs) i don't know if i can say that on the podcast but feel free to bleep that out i've historically dated we don't know how to bleep for the most part and i'm trying to not do that so much anymore is this racist how can i approach this in a not racist way thanks y'all why does she think it's racist to just like be tired of dating white people? I have you been watching Fox News? That's not racist. <laughs> I thought it was 
and, and this is this is the the ultimate advice. And so maybe I'm wrong, but if she's only first of all, she lives in San Francisco and has only dated white people, and she's Asian. That's like hard to do. Statistically hard. <laughs> yeah, that's like actually like that's a choice, even if subconscious, you've been making for a time. So what it sounds like to me is like she's like trying to like, you know, for whatever reason, like and I also relate to that. I grew up around almost all white um, and black people and very, very few Asian people in um, Michigan. And so there is like a I mean, just like a numbers game, <laughs> like literally like in high school. I don't know if I've talked about this, but like. Obviously, oh, it's probably middle school, but you know, because everyone is so racist, especially as Midwestern children in the eighties, they were like, "You're gonna date the Asian girl, the other one," mm-hmm. and we did not get along. And that, like, <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't like at the time because I was like, what, fucking twelve, thirteen, like a conscious choice. But it mm-hmm. was this thing. Was like, man, I'm dating a lot of, or not even dating, but like whatever middle school version of dating is with like white people, like mm-hmm. basically exclusively, I think. Um, I, I think there's this thing where like, I'm just going to like, I guess hugely project on the collar here, <laughs> but <laughs> just ahead. like where you're like, you got, you have to like, to me, this like, it feels like akin to when people write in, like white people write in. It's like, how do I make, how do I make black friends? Or like, how do I talk? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're aware that you're going to do it wrong. Um, and so that starts to feel racist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my guess as to what this co- like. And here's to me the other side of this. Um, and I know this goes against the ethos of this show because we do ask people to call in with their questions at three two three three eight nine seven two two three. But mm-hmm. this problem is very easily solved, especially in the days of dating apps. By like, just don't tell anyone that's what you're doing. <laughs> How the fuck are they going to know? They're not going to know. And you can like straight up set a filter. Like on Hinge, you can just not select them. So just don't tell nobody. No one's forcing you to swipe on white people. Yeah. Don't make a spreadsheet showing your progress towards this goal. Like just don't, don't like write it down. (laughs) I almost think you could write it down. Just don't show anyone or tell anyone that it exists. I say don't write it down because then you're going to be looking at you. It's going to make you weird. You're going to move uh-huh. weird if you're tallying this too hard. Oh, that's true. But I think the callers, I think weird is like the least of the callers problems. <laughs> <laughs> One of the few times we've said don't keep receipts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just think if you're like c- counting and I just think if you're <laughs> counting and focusing on it like that, it's going to turn into a weird project. It's going to yep. turn into a weird Pokemon yeah. So yeah. just just do it, shut up about it, and talk about the underlying reasons for why this hasn't been the case for you in therapy. Yeah, somewhere private. Not certainly not on a fucking podcast. My God, <laughs> but thank humiliating. You <laughs> thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it. No, it's actually very nice that you called in with this. It's very personal. But yeah, this is a this is a this is a thing for a therapist to be like, hey, why did I seek out these types of people to date before? Let me figure out why so that I can move different going forward. I will just say this. I did have, um, I guess I probably shouldn't say most of this out loud, so I'm going to censor some of it. But I did did have 
a uh, therapist recently who I'm, I decided actually I'm not going to work with him anymore, but like say a unbelievably wild and inappropriate version for why he thought I had dated so many white women. And I was like, Okay, that's... I demand, given what I know about your therapist, the other problematic things you've told me privately, <laughs> I will be demanding to hear this story off mic. Demanding. Um, it was, it was, wow. Yeah, let's just, let's just off mic it. I think. It's off mic. So sorry, callers, but this is how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Uh, who knows? Maybe Andrew will get drunk and talk about it in the Those Old Scientists Watch Along. Oh my God. What a perfect, a perfect time for that. But yeah, um, which is like, but I think it's like in the era of dating apps, especially, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. No one forces you to do anything. I mean, no one forces you to do anything at all, dating-wise, asterisk, of course, whatever. That's not dating. Um, But, like, you know, I I think this is just the general thing of, like, your um, social circle. I think that's that's what the callers, maybe the subtext also is, like, I don't know, I'm just around a bunch of white people. Um, And it's, like, that probably is, like, a deeper thing to work on. Um, why do you want to be around a bunch of white people? Like, you just you gotta you gotta like, ex- especially in a city like like San Francisco, where it's like yeah. very easy to not be around white people to that degree, if you choose. Yep. So yeah, ex- like you know, you can't decolonize your private parts without decolonizing your mind, yo. Wow. You know. That's the wow. I'm turn, turning my hat backwards and sitting in the chair for mm-hmm. the kid, rapping at the kids on that one. <laughs> I don't think you should be talking to kids about their private parts. But other than that, Not, I go, I like the, the analogy. You know. I picture this more like a couple on a Valentine's Day date, and then uh, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew pulls up in pulls between up them with the <laughs> chair between. Yeah. Suck and he's y'all. eating their appetizers as he's talking. Yeah. <laughs> Mouthful of calamari. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, this is nice. <laughs> $28 bottle of Pinot Noir on the table. This is an old fashioned. This is good. Damn. Oh, you put nice. Oh. Nice. You're both in business casual. Looking good. Must be a date. All right. Let's, uh, uh, let's kick the next voice voicemail. <laughs> Hi, I'm calling about the Anthropology 2024 catalog that I received. In the beginning, there is this beautiful woman, Caucasian, blonde, in a field with all of these very wholesome clothes on, pretty much fully covered. Um, As you scroll through, through the catalog or go through the catalog, at the back of it, there is a woman of color, probably a black woman, with clothes on that are seemingly woman of the night or um, escort, <laughs> I believe is po- the more uh, pro- possible term to, to use or the correct term to use. So I just want to know, is anthropology being a little racist here? This just feels so not okay to me, um, but I thought I'd bring it up and love your work, love your podcast. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Were you able to find find the catalog? I did a quick Google and I couldn't um, actually. I can't find the catalog itself online. But if I'm guessing from the models that are online, 
Like, I see a boho chic white lady in a field. That's, like, on their mobile (laughs) website, there's, like, okay, it says, like, the different categories are, like, new. And this is a woman of color. This might be the woman she's talking about because she's in, like, sheer, like, bustier. She's in the middle Mm. of, like, a city street. It's, like, sexy, but it's also not, like, crazy. It just looks like kind of a sheer, like, sexy top. And then there's uh, a woman of uh, unknown origin, I don't know, in like a oh, I see. button-down kind of chambray shirt. And then there's Boho White Lady in a field. So I, I see. I, it seems like if these are the types of images that are being used in the catalog, it seems like the caller is having an issue with like wholesome white lady up front, hyper-sexualized mm. black lady shoved towards the back of the catalog. If mm-hmm. I'm just boiling it down, right? I I had a question that I was fairly confident on, but I should I should just say it out loud because I'm not as far as I know. I don't think I've ever really shopped or been in an anthropology that I know of. But to me, it's very like white lady fashion. Is that correct? Yeah, I call it like Taylor Swift sexy grandma. Right. Okay. Okay. Because my the the voicemail when I was listening to it, I was like. Oh, this is going to be one of those like we kind of don't have enough information slash or or not that we don't have enough information, but there are going to be plenty of potential counterexamples. Like if you dig in deep in the catalog or other catalog, it's like well sometimes the people of color are very wholesome and blah blah blah. Um, because I was going to say I think what the caller is reacting to is not so much the specifics here, but just this vibe of like they can kind of tell. It's always like a token with people of color with the anthropology yeah. catalog, sort of whatever it is. It's the yeah. rarity of it. Because here's like, I found a lot more images from the catalog and it's all like kind of the same model, this blonde woman in a field mm-hmm. looking very wholesome little house in the prairie. Right. Which is why I just don't be shopping there. Like, I, <laughs> right. So like, caller, do you like that store? Because I don't really think it's... <laughs> I don't really think it's for us, but I do know black people <laughs> that shop there. And they look good. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's cute stuff, but I'm just like, I don't know. There's a lot of ruffles. Yeah. Very roughly. I think, I think, but I think that's it. It's that the, like, the aesthetic is so white lady-ish yeah. that, like, the the catalog is going to rub you the wrong way, kind of no matter what they do. Because, yeah, because it just feels like a white space. <laughs> Yeah, and then whenever you put a black woman in there, maybe you're just going to feel like this looks weird. Yeah. I don't know. Also, though, I'm just like, if it's the the image of that black lady I saw, I'm kind of like, that just seems like a shirt. So I don't know yeah. that I would call that a woman of the night outfit. Well, yeah, that that's what I'm saying is like, I because it felt like my first reaction was like, I don't know, it feels like the collar's stretching. And I was like, but why does it also feel like she has a point? Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. those were the two things coming together. I was like, because it's obviously anyone who's listened to the show knows that I am, I, I'll stretch beyond any reason to be like, this is why this is racist. <laughs> um, yeah, because like, but, but she's not is, wrong, right? Like what you're saying is she's feeling discomfort. She's feeling like not welcomed. Yeah, like there's a there's something about this aesthetic that makes her feel shut out of it in a way, which isn't inherently racist. It's just like 
Yeah. It's just some things just be real white. That's why I didn't go to the Taylor Swift tour. Like, I right. don't mind her music. <laughs> She's a wonderful artist. But, like, that space is just so white. I'm just like, I don't want to be there. Right. And I do a lot of really white shit. So it says a lot for me to be like, that's too far. This is, this is the line. <laughs> it takes a lot for me to be like, mm-mm, I won't go in there. <laughs> I One thing that I, uh, 2023, I feel like, I don't know if this is more just like, I mean, one, I'm, I'm sure these conversations, if they took place, and I guess, I'm, as I'm about to say it, they must have, but maybe I just wasn't as aware of them. But like, the the like 2023 i guess probably well no yeah in t- like this like like taylor swift and beyonce touring essentially concurrently mm-hmm. um did not become i guess to me and this is this will just spark how fucking old i am but didn't have the same like unbelievably racist undertones as like a um a magic johnson larry bird type situation you know where essentially it was just like one one black superstar one white superstar and like it says a lot about you or what you think like what you support or Mm -hmm. like what you attend um and again as i'm saying i'm sure these conversations did take place or like versions of this conversation but it part of me also was like i don't know if that's progress or it's just like women are less overtly racist than men (laughs) or what Yes, and I think it's those two artists specifically. Those two artists both work pretty hard to create, even though I think Taylor's crowd and her shows feel way too white for me, I don't blame yeah. her for that at all. I think she's actually one of the way better ones in terms of like making her politics known to a degree when she Ish, can. Yeah. I think Beyonce's also very, I think they were both very cognizant of not looking like they were at odds, so they went to each other's movie premieres and like, Right. You know, they show support in a way that allowed it to not be like this polarizing thing. Right. Right. That makes sense. I'm I'm hearing surprisingly little discourse about did you go to the white show or the black show? I know, which I I, I do think is progress. And I think it's I think they were very intentional. I think their teams were like, here's what you don't want to do. You don't want Swifties mad at black people we don't want that internet conversation and here's what (laughs) taylor you don't want the beehive you know dragging up every terrible dance move you did right Um, which people still definitely did online i saw a lot of people dragging taylor's dancing next to beyonce and i'm like this is just not fair why are we comparing these things (laughs) right right right. we don't need to do that (laughs) this is not (laughs) this is not not a fair fight (laughs) she would never do that taylor would never be like let's have a dance off why are (laughs) why are you online doing that (laughs) yeah i just i i was like Kind of bracing for it, I guess. I was surprised. Like nothing came in in the in the inbox here. Like just none. Of, it, it was all very like, yeah. These two two big yeah. old concerts are happening. Just love and music. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was good job, everyone. I guess asterisk. Please do not send me counterexamples. I'm aware that they have to be out there. But yeah, yeah. Fine. We don't need to. I know. I've seen enough, but you're, you're right. It wasn't like the overwhelming conversation, which is nice. Then they just got to be artists, like two huge superstar artists yeah. doing what they are absolutely some of the best two people in the world at to be yeah. doing at. Was that a sentence? 
making the gross domestic product of several countries. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what a weird time to hopefully stay alive. I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see how things are going. We're ending. We did, we made it. We had an off mic conversation, and now we're back. And we are ending. We're choosing to end this episode on the conversation of a post racial America as <laughs> ushered in by Beyonce and Taylor Swift. Yeah, and definitely that's how it's gonna uh, remain. Yeah, everything is great. Yeah, everything is is. All good. We can all agree it's everything is all good. Nothing could possibly go wrong. Um, thank you for coming to our Sketchfest show, we assume, in the past. Uh, still feel free to check me out on the Star Trek cruise <laughs> next week. If you haven't bought tickets and you want to go last minute like a crazy person, please, I'll see you there. You can do it. Listen. I'll see you there. Uh, I'm not currently committed to the uh, Star Trek cruise in any conceivable way, but it is at this stage of the game, literally anything could happen. You don't know. Insane. I don't know. Yeah, I'll probably won't be there. Anyway, three two three three eight nine seven two two three three two three three nine race. Yeah. Um, Suboptimalpods.com. That's, That's it. it. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Keep that in, Kevin. This is suboptimal.